This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities from Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Cassie is a nutritional consultant and the paleo food blogger behind fedandfit.com. Cassie has also authored two recipe ebooks, Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Game Day Feast and Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Holiday Feast. Each week, she will be joined by co-host Carissa Talbot. Carissa is the lady behind the widely popular Instagram and hashtag NoCookPaleo. Carissa is also the Chief Operating Officer for The Paleo Mom. If you enjoy the podcast, you can show your support by supporting another great small business. Place an order with the Granilla Bar and use the code FEDPLUSFIT at checkout so they'll know who sent you. That's the Granilla, spelled G-R-A-N-I-L-L-A, bar.com. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Fed and Fit podcast. Today, it's just yours truly, Cassie. Uh, Carissa is uh, stepping out of the room for the moment because we've got another uh, guest on the show today. We're really excited to have Summer in and in with us. Um, and if you are not familiar with Summer, she just a little background information. She is a certified nutritional practitioner and body image coach who specializes in emotional eating. She helps women all over the world to ditch their diet demons, amp up their confidence, and break free of calorie counting, deprivation, and guilt through her private and online programs at summerinandin.com. She also has the neatest last name of anyone I've ever met. (laughs) She is the creator of the 21-Step Body Remix, a body image remix, a life-changing program that helps women embrace their body and unleash the fierce, confident woman within. And her flagship Rock Your Body online program gets women off the cat, off the all-or-nothing roller coaster by dealing with the underlying issues associated with food. She is also the creator and host of Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to live life on their own terms. And then furthermore, you can grab a copy of one of her free ebooks, 10 Rules to Break to Ditch Diets and Love Your Body, on her website at summerinandin.com. Summer, welcome to the podcast. Yay, thanks for having me, Cassie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you. This is one of my favorite topics. Um, You and I actually just really just connected a couple days ago um, and I've been following your work for a little while and I just think you're up to some really, really great stuff. So necessary. So um, thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm just so glad that we found each other because (laughs) yeah, I think we have a lot of the same kind of philosophies and thoughts on things and yeah, we had fun chatting offline. So now it's exciting to put this out in the world as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things I have to try to um, not do. I have to press the record button quickly. Otherwise I'm tempted to just jump into a fun conversation with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, well, awesome. Well today with summer on the podcast, we really are going to want to direct today's call. We're going to talk about body image and we're also going to talk about really how to cultivate a healthy mindset around food. Um, and we'll see how these two topics are strongly related to each other, but Summer, before we jump into some of the meat, I'd love to know that, you know, what really inspired you to point your business in this specific direction? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I really, I started this business really because my own story kind of led me here. Like the woman that I help now is really the woman that I was. And that was someone who, you know, never felt comfortable in their own skin, never felt good in their body. So, you know, growing up, I just was always like never confident and, you know, like never athletic and just was never felt like I fit in, you know? And so I, I... I really, I associated so much of that with my weight and my body, even though like if, you know, you actually look at me, I was a fairly like quote unquote normal looking kid, although, you know, not skinny or anything by, by that means. But, um, you know, a lot of it was just like, like a lot of women, it's, it's really in their, in their head. Right. And so that sort of drove me to become, um, uh, really kind of, obsessed with food not right out of the gate but it Mm -hmm. start like it prompted me to like start experimenting with dieting and wanting to lose weight at a very young age and that really kind of progressed until it did become more obsessive in my in my 20s and I exercise obsession was definitely like one thing that was very um prominent in my life and then um dieting and like just cutting foods out of my diet and it's funny because everything sort of hit a pinnacle for me when I, when I switched over to a paleo style of, of eating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I came into paleo wanting to lose weight, which I think a lot of women do. And yeah, it can help you lose weight, but it doesn't give you that self-worth and that happiness that you're craving from weight loss. You know, like it's mm-hmm. like I was constantly looking for food to kind of solve these issues that I had. And when I adopted a paleo diet, it actually did solve a lot of health problems I had. Like I was on antidepressants for thir- for 17 years. I was able to go off of those. I was able to go off of these insomnia pills that I was taking. Um, but uh, amongst all that, like I still was not happy with my body and not happy with myself. And so I was constantly trying to like quote unquote, like paleo harder, like what else can I tweak? What mm-hmm. else can I remove? Like, what am I doing wrong here? Why am I not losing more weight? Um, and it was just this fight that kind of like hit this peak where I was literally, you know, like eating 1100 calories a day, like very strict paleo, like very low carb. And I was doing CrossFit five days a week, plus like two extra workouts on top of that. And it was just insane. Mm-hmm. And my body started to kind of, you know, break down on me. And, um, you know, I was always rebounding, like every weekend I would just eat everything that was in sight or, um, you know, like if I went on a vacation, I would just like inhale everything. And so it was just, it was completely imbalanced. And even though on the surface, like I looked very healthy, I was eating very like quote unquote healthy there. It was not, it was very unhealthy. It was a very unhealthy relationship with food and relationship with myself. And, um, I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and cause I had lost my period and I went to see a naturopath and she had said to me like your hormone levels are the same as a postmenopausal woman. And I'm at the age of 30 mm-hmm. at the, at this time when this happened. And I was kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought I was healthy, you know, but yeah. I, even though, even though there were all these kind of like huge red flags and signs, I was ignoring them because to me, I didn't look like that, like quote unquote, like CrossFit girl that I wanted to look like that. I just thought was like the solution to all of my life's problems, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, 
uh, that was the point where I kind of realized, okay, I need to make a radical change. I need to like take a look at like what what's actually going on here. Like I've kind of really gone down this rabbit hole. I never thought that what I was doing was disordered, but it was very disordered. Like I never realized that there, that this wasn't normal, <laughs> and that was kind of a wake up call for me to see it from a, a a broader perspective and to start working on my mindset. And to really cultivate like a good relationship with food and a good relationship with myself um, in order to find like that happiness and freedom that I had really been looking for through dieting and exercise. And so, um, yeah, I mean, through, you know, a lot of like self-help <laughs> over a couple of years uh-huh. and um, really just like, you know, taking a step back from, from dieting and, and exercise and just working on like healing my head and working on like just rediscovering like who I really am. I was able to, I'm, you know, now I basically say like, I wink at my reflection in the mirror and I eat whatever I want. Like I feel really comfortable in my body now and I'm probably like 20 or 25 pounds heavier than I was at my thinnest, but I just don't even think about it anymore. And I can honestly like say, you know, I'm happy, I'm healthy. Like I just feel so much freer around food and, and comfortable in my own skin from not dieting. So I just um, love that. It just makes me want to reach all the way up into Canada and hug you. (laughs) So great. Yeah. And I, you know, I know like so many women can relate. It's just, it's cool. Cause every time I tell the story, like somebody emails me and it's just like, Oh my God, it's out. You sound like me. Like I, Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, how do I do that? Or like, thank you for the wake up call. And it's like, it's so important to talk about because I think, you know, especially within like being a nutritionist or being in, you know, any sort of like fitness or exercise environment, like not a lot of people are talking about like the mindset piece and and we keep conditioning people to think it's okay to always want to lose weight, to keep pushing yourself harder. And it's like, no, like, you know, that's not actually healthy. Like your emotional health and your psychological well-being are equally as important to your physical well-being. And at some point that quest for like perfection in terms of your health or body composition, that can in a lot of people start to degrade your emotional and and psychological well-being. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can really tip the scale and you're never going to achieve like that life that you think you're going to get when you lose those like 10 or 20 pounds if you are constantly in this like diet sabotage cycle or obsessing over food. Absolutely. I mean, it it goes back to the adage of mind over matter. You know, Mm -hmm. if you really, I mean, in in my, my opinion, and I have, um, you know, it's interesting. Some of us folks who have found paleo, a lot of us have very similar stories. And I think that, like you said, there's a lot of people out there that are going to relate to your story specifically, but, um, I had a similar path. I was, um, you know, dieting and, oh my goodness, I tried them all. I did. I, I feel like, I really feel like I tried all of them. Um, and what I wound up with was just, I was the most unhealthy person. I had severe inflammation. I had deteriorating joints. Um, some physicians were telling me that I, I really needed to start thinking about um, some, some serious measures to protect uh, my joint health. And I was 22 at the time. That's crazy. It was nuts, you know, and it's just because I was really malnourished and I beat myself up and I had some eating disorders in college. It was just, it was so sad. And I turned to paleo like so many of us do to try to lose weight um, at the time. And what I wound up doing was I shifted my mindset almost naturally. I did diet through paleo like a lot of us do. 
Um, I dieted for about a year and I did see some success, but it didn't solve that underlying issue. I still wasn't happy. There was still some, you know, body dysmorphia. I'd look in the mirror and I would see something other than what was actually standing there. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it really wasn't until that you you pull that that weed up from the root and you realize what is this underlying reason why I still don't feel happy and comfortable in my skin. And it was just it comes down to your mindset, like you're saying, and just learning how to love yourself first. And as soon as I did that, I mean, and of course, it's a it's a process and it's something that um, you still or at least I do. I still I work on um, and keep in mind. But um, it just, it, it's a game changer. Yeah. And you're totally right. It's a constant work in progress. Like yeah. it's a journey, you know, like you never become bulletproof and like, I am so happy and confident every day. Like that's just not the way that we are, you know, like you're human and you're going to go through ups and downs. And I think it's, it's constant kind of like, you know, just self improvement and self awareness. But I think that as long as you set yourself up on the correct trajectory, where you start to like, you, you turn that switch in your mindset where you're like, okay, I'm going to go after, you know, being happy, being comfortable in my body, being content. Like as soon as you make that switch and you realize that like food is not the answer to that, then you can really start to go on that journey. But until you make that switch, which is sometimes hard, which is often hard, like, let's be honest, because cutting out carbs is a lot easier than dealing Mm. with feelings. You know, like I say that all the time. And I think that's why it took me like almost 20 years to figure that out. (laughs) I totally get that. Um, You know, I, I follow your, your Facebook page. And the other day there was something that one of your, I believe, I think it was one of your clients, um, posted a poem. Yes. So it's about smaller clothes and it was an eye opener to me summer and I absolutely loved it. Do you mind if I read it? Yeah, no, go ahead. She's not even a client. She just, she, she downloaded that free ebook that's on my site. And I think she was just kind of like working through the the 10 like rule breaking missions in there. And she just emailed me out of the blue and I was just like, I love you so much. Yeah, please read it. Oh my gosh. It's so great. And all of you people listening, I just know you're going to love it. Okay. This poem is titled the smaller clothes. It's odd to think that the old clothes have power to turn our lives from sweet to sour. Smaller sizes seem to say, you were once young and thin. What happened to you since then? Yet I remember the stress I bore to fit my thighs into a size four. Strangely, it's never the first picture I see when those old jeans look back at me. The image that springs to mind is happy and thin. This is false. I know the truth. I was not carefree when those jeans were loose. I gain nothing by looking back fondly at my former size. It only blinds me with self-doubt and lies. The truth is sometimes harder to see. I now believe that my weight is not up to me. I no longer fear what my body might become. Gratitude is my new rule of thumb by some anonymous rock star. That's just awesome. I like it gives me goosebumps just here and I just I was just like I was floored when when I opened my email and just saw this random thing this woman was like I was just journaling my experience and I turned it into a poem and I've never written a poem before but I thought you might like it and I just was I almost like started to cry I just thought it was so it's just 
it's so real. It's, 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 so, it's real. so true. I think every single line in there is just, it can resonate with, um, with anyone who's ever struggled with, with body image. And, uh, yeah, I, if I, you know, when I write a book, I will include that in there. <laughs> oh, you must, you pretty please with sugar on top. You must. Um, yeah, you know, and it's so relevant summer because there are so, I, you know, countless people, myself included, having been, I I did this to myself for a really long time. I kept my smaller clothes in my closet as, well, one day I'll get back into them, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you go and you try on the clothes that actually fit you and you're comfortable in, you see those size, whatever, minus six pant sizes hanging there. And it just makes you feel terrible on a daily basis because for whatever reason, your self-worth is wrapped up into the pant sizes. And then on the flip end, you know, you have folks who work out and exercise and diet because they want to slim down and they reward themselves by purchasing smaller clothing, you know, Mm -hmm. and it kind of feeds this vicious cycle just from the other end of the equation. Um, so anyways, I thought that was awesome. Very eye opening, and, um, you know, go out and clean out your, those, your closet. Yeah, that, (laughs) I mean, that comes from really like, you know, when we talk about kind of changing your mindset, the first thing to do there is really to purge any influence, anything that's influencing your negative thoughts. So I call that evil voice in your head, your evil doppelganger, like that negative mm-hmm. voice in your head that tells you you're not worthy, you're not good enough, your stomach is gross, any of those things. That's your, that's your evil doppelganger. It's, it's good to kind of think about it as like this other <laughs> personality that exists within. And you want to take a look at what in your life is feeding that evil doppelganger. And you know, like you said, if you're going to your closet every day and you're opening it and you're seeing like these clothes that don't fit you anymore, they, they, they're kind of setting you up for a day of unhappiness or misery. Like they're going to make getting dressed in the morning, an unhappy experience. They're going to make you feel like you're not good enough. You Mm -hmm. have to get rid of them, you know? And if you're like, no, but I am going to fit into them. Well, like put them in a box, put them in your basement, but (laughs) odds are pretty good. Maybe you, you're not going to fit into them. Like I kind of, you know, had that mentality for far too long before I was just like, screw it. I'm going <laughs> to give them all to consignment or my, my skinny <laughs> friends and get rid of them. And, you know, it's the same thing with like, you know, your scale. If you step on the scale and you see a number and you're letting that sort of dictate how your day is going to go, like what you're going to eat or how you're going to feel about yourself, you know, why are you doing that? You have to get rid of anything, like anything that is contributing to you feeling like you're not good enough. And social media is one of those other big ones that I tell people to purge, Mm. you know, to get rid of any, any like, you know, people they follow or friends or, or whatever, anyone that makes them feel like they're not good enough. Like just get rid of it. It's easy. Just unfollow. And it's amazing what that can do to help you make that switch. Totally. You know, when you're not feeding that negative voice, it doesn't have anything to like help it to grow, you know? So it's going to become more silenced when you're not feeding it. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and that's, that's another thing that I've talked to some folks who follow, for example, fitness models on mm-hmm. social media. Um, and, and what you don't see and what maybe isn't necessarily posted by all the fitness models out there, there's some who do post real life, but when those girls are in the off season, they don't look the same way that they do you know, when they're in the thick of competing. But so it sets us up with some very unrealistic expectations of, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Um, 
So yeah. I, I think that's great. Purge your social media. That's an awesome tip. Yeah, I mean, it, it is really so simple, but if, you know, if you get, like, it's amazing how much weight you lose, like, emotional weight, <laughs> yeah. just from from doing those, like, three simple things, like, get rid of your scale, clean out your closet, and and purge your social media, and start to, and also start to fill your social media with things that, you know, promote, like, body positivity, and, mm-hmm. Um, uh, because there's so much more of that out there now, which is, which is really awesome. So, um, you know, that's that it's, it's easy to do and it makes such a huge difference. Absolutely. That reminds me of for body positivity points. Have you seen the, uh, the Instagram social media whirlwind of the love your lines? I don't know if I have. Gosh, Summer, you're going to just love it. It is right up your alley. It is it's these two ladies who started it, if I remember the story correctly, and they're, they both have a couple kids, and they're well into their, you know, middle-aged, um, and they're just real people, and what they decided to do was they were going to start taking pictures of their stretch marks, and they were going to post it on social media and just kind of showcase just how beautiful women are, you know, seemingly what maybe the rest of the world might think as an imperfection and all. And it has, and so now they started to receive submissions from these other beautiful women across the world, taking photos of who they really are and their stretch marks and their wrinkles. And it's just this absolutely gorgeous, you know, display of true beauty at its finest. So anyways, you have to look them up. Love your lines. Yeah, you'll love them. I may, I may have, uh, like, it kind of, it sounds, I've seen some, people send me stuff a lot. They're like, hey, oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, it sounds kind of familiar, but, no, but that's awesome. But you bring up a really good point in terms of actually exposing yourself to images like that. Like I, you know, we talk about like purging kind of the, the, the images that are maybe like making you feel bad about yourself. And and there's nothing wrong with women who are those bikini models or whatever, who post those yeah. pictures of themselves. Like, you know, we're not skinny shaming. It's just, you just need maybe a break from those kinds of images. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, exposing yourself to, you know, all different kinds of, of women, you know, whether it's like, you know, women who are fat, women who are um, old, like women with stretch marks, just real women, you know, like a wide variety of women to help you to just become more comfortable with it. Because when you think about it, we are only exposed to women that really represent like 1% of the population or something, you know, in terms of their, in terms of their physique. And in order to really start to change your perception of beauty, you know, you need to take the power back and expose yourself to all, like, women of all shapes and sizes. Awesome. I love it. Okay. I want to move to the cultivating a healthy mindset around food. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, do you have a set of, you know, go-bys or tips that you keep in your back pocket that you can just kind of keep in the, or keep in the back of your mind on a daily basis to really help maintain, like we said, it's a work in progress every day. Um, what are some of your tricks? 
Yeah. So I think, you know, if you find yourself again, being that person that's like overthinking food, overanalyzing food, like, you know, under eating, overeating, going between like, you know, on and off, then I, you know, I encourage you to take a step back from any sort of like, you know, templates and rules. And that doesn't, mean that, you know, people go out and they eat like McDonald's every day. It's just, it's really a mindset shift. Like to start to, um, you know, empower yourself to trust that your body will actually tell you what's good for you and what feels good for you. You know, like a diet or a diet mentality and even like a paleo diet, the way if you approach it with, with a diet mentality, you know, you're the type of person that then approaches it like, I don't have any idea how to feed myself. I need to follow rules and templates. And when you have like this rigidity, you're really bound to to rebel against it. And so it's about taking the power back and empowering yourself to say like, okay, what feels good for me? You know, like, do I want more starchy foods? Like, do I, you know, do I feel better when I eat this for lunch? Like, and and it changes on a day-to-day basis. And so it's really about like eating what you want, which I know people can sound super, super scary and intimidating because people think like that means they're going to eat sugar all day long, but it's not, it's not, it's about eating to nourish yourself, figure out what nourishes you and eat what you really want. You know, I think there's this idea that we have to follow this like very specific template and we eat three meals a day. And like, if you, you can't eat these foods and like, that's not true for everybody. You know, you can find this template, like your own template, like your own diet that works for you. And I think kind of another couple ways to get around that is just like, stop applying labels to food. Like there's no good or bad foods, you know, there's just mm-hmm. foods that are going to make you feel better and foods that are going to make you feel sluggish or tired or, you know, crampy or whatever. And like one of the kind of affirmations that I use and that was probably a game changer for me was just food is just food. Mm-hmm. You know, food is just food. I can have it anytime I want. And like that statement alone, food is just food. I can have it anytime I want was like so groundbreaking in my life because <laughs> it, it really enabled me to say like, hey, you know what? If I want a brownie on a Tuesday at 1 p.m., <laughs> like I can have one and life will go on and it will be okay. And, you know, move on from it. It's not a big deal. Instead of, I have to restrict myself and I don't deserve it unless I've done these things. And and because it's Friday and then because I'm going to reset myself on Monday again, like that's just, that's an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And so breaking down those self-imposed rules and barriers, which, um, you know, like it, that takes time and practice for sure. But I think it's about really letting go if you find yourself kind of obsessing, but getting rid of those good or bad labels is really important. And same thing, like if your social media feed is full of people that are like demonizing foods and and making you kind of causing you to go down that rabbit hole where you're constantly thinking about food and constantly obsessing about food, like get rid of them, get rid of them for a while. That doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means it's not the right time for you to be paying attention to it. And, you know, go out and, and expose yourself to other things in life outside of like food and, and nutrition and dieting. I think that's awesome. That's really great. Taking out the reward and punishment of food is something that it brings to my mind. You know? Yeah, totally. And the guilt. Guilt is a, a, a huge factor. You know, anytime that you feel 
feel guilty, like you're beating yourself up. You think you're you're doing that to control your actions, but really that just depletes your self-control. It depletes your confidence. And, you know, when you remove guilt out of the equation, you're actually really able to be that person that can, you know, have like one bite of something or go to a party and not even notice like the dessert tray, you know, which mm-hmm. to, to a lot of like, let's call them like normal eaters. Like that's, they're like, yeah, I know that's easy. That's what I do. But to, to people and specifically like women who have that diet mentality, that's actually really hard. You know, like they look at that and they think that that's just like not in the realm of possibility for them, but it is. And especially removing the guilt. So when you remove the guilt, you know, you're going to be there for yourself um, afterwards and it's not a big deal. And so, you know, if you overeat something or you, you know, eat something that like is not so healthy, like you just move on from it and you don't have to feel like you start over or you threw in the towel. Um, and so that's a big mindset shift too, is just, you know, moving on, just move on from it. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Move on. <laughs> food is just food. <laughs> it is. It's just food. Just listen to your body and give your body what it wants. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, eating what you want, I think gets interpreted because I use that expression a lot, gets interpreted into like eating like everything that you fantasized about for the last 20 years. And it's like, (laughs) it's not eating what you want is eating what you want, what feels good for you. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I say, I eat what I want, but if you look at, you know, what I eat, like, yeah, I eat a ton of vegetables. I eat, you know, protein and, you know, I eat like starchy foods, um, like lots of sweet potatoes and stuff. And, and it's, it's not dominated by like, pizza or anything like that you know like I'll eat that when I want it but to be honest I've had pizza I think once in the last five years because I just don't really want it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I've allowed myself to have it and when I once I allow myself to have it I realize I don't actually want it (laughs) like because everyone has that inner rebel inside that's always trying to like break through and that was really dominating so much of my relationship with food was like anytime I told myself I couldn't have it I wanted it that much more totally I totally identify with that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's your inner rebel, you know, like (laughs) rules create rebellion. So, um, when you just can allow yourself to have anything you want, then it's, um, that, that food loses its power. Like it becomes a lot less appealing. Absolutely. Oh, that's so awesome to hear. Mm -hmm. I love it. Carissa, who's actually not on the call today, like I said before, um, she sent me a question that she wants me to ask you on her behalf. So she wants to know, what would you, Summer, say to your teenage self about body acceptance? Oh, wow. That's so hard. I probably wouldn't have listened to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What do you know, lady? Yeah, like, (laughs) screw you. (laughs) Um, You know, I think I would have said that, you know, everything is going to be okay that you can't you you can't change or control the way people feel about you so seeking their validation is not a healthy way to feel good about yourself only you can give that to yourself mm-hmm. and you need to really foster that and cultivate that by by, you know, changing your mindset and and knowing that the people who truly love you are going to love you for the real you, not for the person that you think you need to become in order to gain their acceptance. Um, Bam. I think that was a big one for me. Oh, and to stop tanning so much, please, please. (laughs) That was a big mistake. (laughs) 
Oh man. Get out of those tanning beds. Not helping. <laughs> oh that, I did that way too much when I was a teenager. <laughs> the only the, the the only um thing that I would probably tell myself in that regard was to not use sun in. It was a terrible, terrible year. The year that I applied so much sun in to my dark brown hair that my hair was orange for the next like eleven months. <laughs> Uh oh, I think I lost. I remember you think. that. I remember. You still there? I'm here. Can oh, you hear okay. me? sorry. There you are. What was the last thing you heard? That your son in story. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I remember putting Kool Aid in my hair to like put color in it. <laughs> I oh. told her son in though. I think I used a ton of that as well. <laughs> You're a cool girl. Oh man, I wanted to do colors like that so much. Oh, that's fun. Well, that was awesome. I I really I got a lot out of our conversation today, Summer. So thank you so much, and I'm sure that a lot of re- our listeners did too. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. You guys make sure that you keep up with Summer. Uh, her website, summerinnin.com, again. And I'm actually going to put some information in the show notes about her new Rock Your Body online program, um, so you can learn more about it and really jump in if you're yeah. if that's something that interests you. Yeah. And also just I'll note that if you go to summerthenutritionist.com, it'll just redirect you to my website too, in case, in case you're like, how do you spell that name? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. It's, it's about 17 N's. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelled I N N A N E N in case you're curious, but it really is the cool. It's the most fun name to say. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. My husband's Finnish, so it's his name. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and if you guys have any more questions for summer feel free to leave them in a comment in the show note and i'll be sure to ship them over to her you can get in touch with her via her website um and we're we're excited to have you on thanks so much yeah thanks so much for having me talk to you soon